This is First and Five, Northwest Missouri's exclusive podcast covering regional sports. Tune in every Thursday for the latest information on sports news and entertainment. And now, your hosts, Phil and Guy. Welcome to the First and Five, the podcast for Northwest Missouri sports. This week, we have lots of news about COVID. Obviously, that's the thing, and if you're tuning in right now, we've got some latest development stuff. We'd like to record this on Tuesday. However, things change by the day. Guy, what's some of the most current you have with COVID with the area schools? My understanding is that today, Misha uh, sent out a directive to the schools that now allows them the opportunity to flip the sports seasons. So if they can arrange it, local schools now may now move their spring seasons to the fall and move their fall seasons to the spring. And so that could be a big change in a, that could really move the needle, particularly for these St. Louis schools that were prohibited from practicing by local health rules or by their local districts that are doing virtual learning. So, you know, that may be, it may come from the East, maybe a push from that way. And, you know, it, it throws into question all the state championships and districts and, and things of that nature. Well, I think if, you know, of course, I'm a Royals fan. And I think if you're Bo Jackson and you go to a local Missouri school, you're going to go practice football and then you're going over to baseball practice and then you're going to play a baseball game today and then a football game tonight. Because now when you overlap the spring sport, Okay, now how are you going to do the baseball team and the football team? Is a lot of these small schools they don't have the numbers, so now well, they're talking about flipping it though. They're talking about flipping it. So the baseball team will, will, will they would move their season the entire season to the spring, quit football, and move football then to the uh, to the spring. So only you know the, the entire football season would be played in the spring, and that means that there would be no baseball then. Is that correct? Baseball would be played now. Really, we may have fall baseball playoffs as far as the major leagues, but it'd be kind of cool if we had at least something high school wise. If, if you know, if we're not going to have football, at least something. You know, it's, it's such a moving situation. Who knows? I I I don't like it because of uh, the uncertainty, and that how are you going to get multiple schools organized and able to flip their seasons together? And that's that's the problem is is you've got so many different moving parts that I don't know how you're going to be able to organize a a true season with, you know, uh, championships and things of that nature at the end. That's going to be the tough part. What a tough job is the high school level, but as well as the college levels, you know, all the change. I mean, there's breaking news and we're not even going to get into the drama that's going on in the D1 level and D2, I think, is canceled their championships I'm, I'm pretty sure that yeah I think we've I think we've learned that there are no sports czars we we have no uh, dictators in sports because each little school is their own fiefdom it looks like to me yeah well I guess that's kind of humbling because I'm a big sports guy and I think it's healthy for things so I'm humbled by that and surely depression will set in with me on a Saturday when I'm re- or a Friday night and then going into a Saturday as our bullet number two Watching high school football is different. How, how crazy is all of this? You know, our local MEC is is a is a great example of what's going on here. They they've put out this whole new list of of, of how we're going to watch football, and um, you know it's going to include uh, limiting 
the crowd to immediate family only of the participants, whether that be the, the cheerleaders, the, uh, the uh, football players and their families. And so the students that are in school with them all day who, uh, you know, the, in, in theory, were fighting for our school each Friday night, uh, they're, not, they're, they're supposed to be at home now. And I think about how it works in the business world, not to get into that, but the Zoom meetings are popular now. You used to go to in-person, sit in a conference room, stare at everybody and talk about the meeting. Now the Zoom meetings, maybe, you know, if any positive can come out of this, all these schools will become educated. So, guy, when it's a rainy Friday night and we want to stay at home, we can switch back and forth and watch four or five different games if we want. And this kind of forces schools to do that. That's the advantage of it. And, you know, Misha has – arranged with their new TV provider. They switched TV providers, which is an interesting year that for that to all happen. But so now they've got this blue light system that partnered with, and they're apparently uh, fronting schools, cameras, and the, and the platform to be able to, to uh, provide live feeds with Misha saying that they're not making any money on this, that the schools are getting a little bit of the cut, but you're going to have to grab that credit card and get it out of the freezer, Phil. And uh, if you want to watch a watch a few games, and so uh, is there, you know, others other schools are doing Facebook Live, and uh, it's uh, the wild the tech. It's going to be the wild west of 2020 as far as even watching high school football this year. I can't imagine what effect this has on you know. Think about the upcoming seniors, and I have some experience from what happened in the spring, but think about the seniors that have worked hard since Bantam football all the way up to the senior year, and this is happening. Or think about the coaches that say, hey, you know, I kind of had planned on this year or this team, we've kind of groomed it, and now we're going to, you know, now this is the rules we must play by. How do those guys keep their enthusiasm for going to do their job every day? Honestly, I, I agree completely. Can you imagine um, the kids that are part of teams, whether it's volleyball teams or uh, football teams or even cheer that that uh, are in reserve positions that are not uh, that are not stars on Friday nights or Tuesday nights for volleyball or whatever it may be uh, or for soccer and and you're a reserve situation. You've been there for three or four years. Uh, and, and you're proud to be part of that team, which is important that everyone part of a team. And you, you've got to go stand on the sideline and only your immediate family's there. Only, you know, you don't even get a play. Can you imagine that? I, I, mean, can't. That's, that's, I mean, that's just going to really affect the experience for these kids. And, and you know, that, that bullet number two, watching fall sports in 2020 and how it's going to work. Hey, let me also remind you that the first and five podcasts, we're going to report on as many games as we can as far as things that we see as noteworthy. So stay tuned and stay tuned in with first and five. I'm counting on you. And this is Matt Thrasher with American Family Insurance. As a lifelong resident, I've always been proud to support the local athletics. With over 20 years of insurance experience, please think of me and my agency for your insurance needs. Feel free to give me a call at 816-238-1121. We're back, and in summary here, we've touched on the COVID and how it's uh, changed some of the season and how they're talking about doing some different things, and we've also talked of you know ways you can access um, high school sports this fall. Now I'm going to talk about 
like the coach's perspective uh, to a different degree. You're not going to have – you didn't have the summer workouts. You didn't have the seven-on-seven camps. You didn't have all the things you would normally do in a season. And and there's no football jamboree, no soap scrimmage for the schools that don't have a jamboree. Or I think they actually now they do a soap scrimmage and then they do a jamboree too. So And a few are still rearranging and, and getting a little bit of jamboree action, but it's, it's all different. Everybody's uh, eliminating teams. So – you know, will we see the same quality type football that we've seen in the past because of some of this limited um, action that they get to prepare for the season? You got to think that that rolls right back into um, some of the some of the uh, the reserve type players that aren't going to be able to play that uh, that won't play this year. You're going to have not as many reps for those kids that haven't played in the past. That's going to hurt you, but. Honestly, Phil, I mean, you're a you're a past quarterback, and you watch a lot of football. I mean, how's it gonna? How's timing gonna work? How's the how's the uh, how's the line gonna be up front without the reps? How are they gonna be able to protect the quarterback where, where they haven't had all these reps where they know where he's at, where the receivers don't know where the ball is probably gonna be on when they pass? I mean, don't you think that's gonna affect their play? Absolutely. I mean, especially with some of the offenses they run now, I think that if you're talking about some of the timing stuff and some of the reads that a quarterback or anybody or a receiver, you know, if he's shaded in the inside or the outside versus what Rowdy runs and some of the hand signals they would use for some of this, you know, some of these sophisticated type offenses, throw that out the window, man. It's going to be power eye ground and pound. I would think week one, week two. And until we figure out what we have and how we get that timing down, I think really and truly, like you said last week, we're going to see who can coach. We really are because they're less significantly less time to get fundamentals put in. And for as much as we joke about all the mission rules over the years and, and uh, safety protocols, you, you want to be a little bit careful too. These coaches are going to have to be careful about uh, uh, putting kids in situations that aren't, that aren't uh, safe because of, uh, you know, the hitting uh, some kids uh, are are ready to hit day one. There's others that are not ready for that yet. Yeah, well, and the underclassmen. I mean, you think about the leap from junior varsity to varsity. It's a different speed. And so you had kids that played JV. They're still ready to experience their Friday night lights. And yet we're going to have an empty stadium, right? And the game's going to be fast. But at the same time, they haven't had a chance to prepare for some of this. And and. But at the same time, the kids that did work hard on their own and figure out a way, and all of a sudden, this guy shows up with lightning speed. He got put on 20 pounds, and he, what I thought was going to be my corner, now is my, you know, rover linebacker. And so I think that as far as the coaches go, man, this is going to be fun. It's a true chess match. And and I think you saw some of that in the summer. I saw a lot of coaches tweeting, uh, tweeting at their players, about workouts, what they're doing to get prepared, you know, things where they where they weren't seeing them on a daily basis. But I saw a lot of them where kids were posting their videos of of what they'd done that day as far as prep work and as far as doing the doing the uh, protocols that were put forward by the coach. There's going to be uh, uh, just as many players that didn't do a darn thing all year, and so you're going to see how many of those coaches really uh, got those players to work on their own and. 
you and I both know working on your own is a is a different ball game. It's a different story. Exactly. And, you know, we're talking about football, and, and keep in mind, they didn't get a chance to start through the summer and work their way up to the season. Now, basketball season historically would start in October, right? We're just a couple months away from that. So, you know, let's talk about area basketball. I mean, truly, Northwest Missouri's always had some really great basketball, kind of some Hoosier teams or so to speak, and we got some small-town basketball, which I love. You know, I've heard that we got a D1 prospect up in Mound City. I've also heard there's a a kid in Kansas City that's going to take his game to the next level at a different school. Yeah, I thought these things were really interesting in that uh, a kid by the name of uh, Tony Osborne up in uh, Mound City who uh, is going to be a junior, and he was already – he was a, on D2 radars. Uh, they said Northwest was looking at him. And, you know, if Northwest is looking at you at basketball, that's, that, that's getting close to D1 already at the, at the level they've been playing the last few years. But uh, what really was interesting, kid goes down there, plays, plays in Kansas City, plays in some tournaments on some of those teams, and – when your competition and the kids that are playing on those kind of teams with you start saying things like the boy can ball, uh, it means that he made an impression down there. And that's, uh, uh, he kind of broke out in uh, June of this year where had some great performances in Kansas city. And I think, uh, raised some eyebrows where kids were like, wow, this kid from this country, country boy from mound city can play. And, um, so now they're, they're saying he's on D one radars. And we had the kid from Midbuck last year that I think was – he's a D1 kid. And so there we always got a few. And, you know, as we look past maybe football to say, hey, basketball's going to start in October too, how's – you know, hopefully the, all these kids get a chance to to go – Yeah, you know. and I, the, the one other one you mentioned, and I think you're talking about Kilgore at East Buck who's uh, going uh, out west to play. The uh, The other thing I thought was really interesting that you used to read about – East Coast kids happening all the time about Brennan Watkins from Kearney is leaving Kearney his junior year. This is his, uh, will be his senior year. He's going to a prep school in Massachusetts to uh, finish out his high school career. Now you used to hear that all the time about these really high level prospects uh, that uh, they would, they would go to these prep schools. Uh, You just don't see it as much in the Midwest and especially the smaller towns that, that we're familiar with. And uh, here's a kid that's going, that's already said he's leaving Kearney and headed out to, uh, to Massachusetts to play, uh, play a little big-time ball. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch these kids and then watch how this, the basketball season could possibly be affected by some of these uh, COVID challenges that we have. Um, last bullet point, Guy, the media, uh, the local media that follows sports, um, you know, we just do a podcast to kind of summarize some things that we think are important. But where can where can you go to get some of the local uh, information as these up and coming breaking news? And, and you know, I, I pick up papers and I look and you just don't see a lot. Where, where, where can you get the good local coverage here, the good sports coverage? Well, I think, I mean, there's just some there's some really some guys that do some really good work and uh, content doesn't pay a lot these days it's tough and and these guys cover i think the regional guys you got to look at chris roush at kq2 i don't think since the days of uh, uh our days of john bacala or uh, uh ryan minley uh before uh, you know chris roush is a north andrew guy uh originally from north andrew and 
he now covers uh, this region really well for KQ2. And, and so he's a good, uh, good Twitter follow as far as getting information. Um, you know, there's a whole, Brandon Zinner at the news press has uh, uh, done a great job of uh, also summarizing. I mean, those guys have a huge coverage area, huge. I mean, they go all the way up the state line to the North and go down to Platte city to the South and, and, and way over by Chillicothe. Uh, so Zinner is a good, good follow. You know, I, on Friday nights, I like to tune in to the, to the, I think it's the radio station by Bethany up by Bethany and it's Chris Ward. I think that yeah, Chris Ward is is great play by play, and his coaches show afterwards is just awesome. Yeah, no, I I love to hear it too because they wait for the coaches to call and then they try to get a clip of them, and it's fun for me to listen to. I mean, after depending on how the Friday night went, I love uh, catching. You know, I've listened to that thing during rainstorms and things of that nature. You got lightning and everything going crazy, and you talk about that guy just handles it so well. Waiting for coaches to call in, they've got games that are ending. Uh, early, late, whatever it may be, and and they're just rolling through coaches, and I'm I'm literally interested in a game that's happening in Milan or a game that's happening in uh, in Mound City or St. Joe or Platte City, wherever it may be, and uh, it's good radio. Yeah, well, you, you know, there's a few we mentioned. There's a lot more. Brett Atkinson, uh, David Cavadal. Um, you know, there's several on the list of guys that we like to follow. And uh, we look forward to, you know, getting content from them and sharing it on our podcast, First and Five. Hey, look, that's it for this week. Guy, you have anything else? No, I'm just looking forward to hoping we can get these kids out on the, on the fields and on the courts and uh, get, to, get to playing some fall sports and hopefully uh, bring ourselves back to a little bit of normal. Yeah, well, I, you know, safety first. I, I truly believe that, you know, we want everybody health and safe, but – you know, if you knew these kids in a young part of their life, they spent a lot of time working on these kind of moments and to get it taken from them is um, it's truly devastating to me. But we got to stay positive and we'll get them through it. And, and we're going to report everything we can so we can have a good season this fall. So stay tuned till next week. First and five. Are you looking to get in the best shape and health of your life? Hi, I'm Christy Mayfield, a certified personal trainer and nutritional coach here in Northwest Missouri. I'll help you move better, perform better, and feel your best with customized training and guidance. Together, we can reach your goals. Call me today at 816-294-6831.